This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is my Mind Emporium. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. I hope everybody had a lovely weekend. Um, me as I. <laughs> it would have been better. Um, from my from my understanding, you know, they had the birthday bash this weekend. It wasn't like I didn't know when the birthday bash was. I just chose to not go. Well, I chose to not pay that much or force anybody to pay that much to go to the birthday bash. Um, but um, I don't know. Maybe I could have went to somebody's party, but it was like, I don't know. It's like a lot of these new artists I'm not interested in. There's a way of going about talking about you're not interested in a new artist without kind of dumping them. So I'm going to say I'm not interested in some of these new artists. And the birthday bash was mainly, you know, a lot of these new artists. Um, And I just was not interested. I'm never, I'm never interested in the, the birthday bash lineup. I don't know why I started this podcast talking about the birthday bash. But it was heavy on my brain. But I don't know why I was, I'm never interested in the birthday bash lineup. Like there was not one year that I saw the birthday bash and I was like, oh, I want to go. Um, but yeah, I from my understanding, it had a big turnout. It was a successful event. Um, and it was in Atlanta this weekend, though. So that's what happened. This weekend was full of a lot of stuff, y'all. There, that's a whole lot, a whole lot of that went on this weekend, honey. I mean, it started off with uh, the passing of Biz Marquis, and it just keeps going, going, and going, honey. So. Y'all know how I like to get my podcast started, talking about, you know, today's topics and what's been going on. I don't know why I'm quiet, because usually I talk while I'm doing this, but I haven't. The weekend started off, though with um this article i found the weekend started off with some news dealing with r kelly because y'all know r kelly is trying to get out of jail because bill cosby has gotten out of jail but there were some technicalities with bill cosby and y'all don't understand that y'all not getting that that's why we epically fail because we don't know the law i say this all the time yes we are unlawfully um treated in this country as black people but we also need to understand there needs to be some education of the law and what laws you are are committing what crimes you're committing um there's things you're doing that is a crime like for you for an example using a ppp loan to go on vacation is a crime 
but that's another topic for another day. So this article is from the Jasmine brand, and it's clear to me that R. Kelly does not load the law. A lot of times when these celebrities uh, fire their lawyers, it's because they fail to understand the law. And you got to understand, R. Kelly cannot read or write. Okay? This is not a cheap jab. This is a fact. This was written by Nick Alexander Finley. And it says, R. Kelly, judge allows two of his lawyers to withdraw just weeks before trial and slam his only female lawyer for calling two women involved in the case girls. So he's mad because they're calling these girls girls when that's what they are. Whatever, friend. It says, R. Kelly now officially has new defense team less than a month before his trial schedules begin, and one of his lawyers is already getting attention. As previously reported, two of R. Kelly's longtime attorneys, Steve Greenberg and Michael Leonard, filed to withdraw from the singer's case last month. It appeared as though the filing was done in response to tension within the large legal team, as Steve Greenberg tweeted, We refuse to try a case with a lawyer who don't have the appropriate level of experience and skill because it is not the client's best interest. Okay. It is a shame that the lawyer that lawyers can't suppress their own ego or self-interest and do or act in the client's best interest. Now, a judge has officially granted the lawyer's request to get off the case. Yesterday, Thursday, July 15th, so this was written, you know, July 16th when everything, you know, hit the ceiling. U.S. District Judge Ann Donnelly approved Steve Greenberg and Michael Leonard's request to withdraw. As such, they are officially no longer part of R. Kelly's defense team. Despite Steve Greenberg and Michael Linder's request barely being approved, our Kelly case had already been essentially taken over by his new attorneys, Thomas Farinella, Nicole Blank Becker, and De Devereaux Cannon. This new defense team recently accused R. Kelly, now former attorneys, of withholding paperwork and denying his access to mental health services. See what I'm saying? You got to know your rights and you got to know the law. And if you, you know... At this point, he needs to go ahead and claim that something mentally is wrong with him. But he don't want to. However, Steve Greenberg and Michael Leonard vehemently denied these allegations called internal feud to rage on. So basically, his lawyers are fighting um, and he's playing the victim of they didn't tell me this and they didn't tell me that. But my thing is, once again, have you bothered to learn how to read, sir? Reading is fundamental. Meanwhile, during a recent pretrial hearing, Nicole Blank Becker referred to two of the women connected to R. Kelly's cases as girls, which Judge Donnelly made clear is inappropriate. She told the lawyers to call them women when Becker called them girls again. Judge Donnelly, of course, you got to finish your article while going to the jazzandbrand.com if you want to watch the article. So, Apparently, the judge felt some kind of way about them referring to the girls as girls. Um, so, yeah. The next story is from my mixtape, from Instagram, my mixtape. And it says, cartel leader, leader, El Metro, 
was busted out of prison by 30 armed men and escaped in an ambulance truck. Girl, he made it big. <laughs> that was a great exit, honey. Okay, it says Jose Alfredo Hernandez Campos was sprung out of jail in Tamaulipas, Mexico on Tuesday, a day after he was being arrested by an elite police unit. Local media reported that as many as 30 armed men in military gear barged into the prosecution holding facility told him, told him, took him away in an ambulance. Security force shot dead one of the suspects and arrested at least three other cartel henchmen. Hernandez Campos reportedly leads a Gulf cartel cell known as Los Metros. Metros. Yeah, y'all apparently, y'all definitely got the transportation. <laughs> <laughs> How dangerous this one is. <laughs> Y'all know that was an inside job. Um, the next article is from HollywoodUnlocked.com. This article was written by Deja Monet, and it says, Uganda weightlifter reported missing after failing to appear for COVID tests in Tokyo. There's a lot of weird things that has been going on with the black athletes lately. We had the whole situation with Shakara Richardson, um, and now they they said that they um, they got rid of some of the um, I think Kenyan athletes because they had high testosterone levels. Um, and then now this young man, and it's another case too that I want to talk to y'all about as well. I don't think I saved it though, but you know, this is a lot of weird things going on. It says, authorities in Tokyo, Japan, have issued a missing person search after 20-year-old weightlifter Julius failed to appear for his COVID test at a training camp. And I don't know how to say that name. Okay. It's Uganda. The search began after Uganda weightlifting president Sam Muzok said that Julius did not qualify for the Olympics and he was scheduled to return back to Uganda on July 20th. However, the athlete left a note behind and said he wanted to remain in Japan so he can find work. Julius was reported missing shortly after when his hotel room was left empty and he didn't return his saliva test. I am praying that this should get the boy. Get, I am praying they should get this boy. The government of Japan should get this boy and, they would, and, and then we expel him from the sport. Muzoki said to New York Times. That's this. It's just weird. Okay. Just let's just call a spade a spade. This is weird. And it's not a coincidence. My next article is from BarlowsAlert.com. And it says parents reunited with abducted son 24 years after his disappearance. This was blogged by Aaron Boogie. And it says parent a boy abducted outside their eastern China home. In 1997, were finally reunited with their son on Sunday. The police. The police in Liaqing City had located the 26-year-old Guo Zhenjin. I don't know why the cases today are not from uh, English-speaking countries, but their stories need to be told. So, I mean, you know, sorry if I'm messing up their name, but it's an important story to me. In a neighboring province, and organized a reunion for the family. Video shows 
uh, Gang Tang and his wife, Zhang Wing, as they tearfully embrace their newly found son. Guo, Guo Zingjin was only a toddler when a woman and her boyfriend kidnapped him before he before being sold to a couple in central China. The abduction and the sale of children happened regularly in China. However, it is unknown exactly how often. Last month, police experts used facial feature comparison technology to track down Guo Zin. Zin. They used DNA, which was not as readily available when he was minting to confirm his identity. The couple accused of kidnapping Guo Zin Zin, identified only as Hai and Tang, were arrested. They confessed to kidnapping at least three other boys. They are facing a possible death sentence for their crime once they go to trial. So this goes out to people. If you haven't missing people and you miss missing some somebody in your family, you still have to have faith. Um, you gotta have faith. Sometimes, you know, the person is missing and somebody weird did something weird and and and, and kidnapped the child and the child has to be found. So um, that that's a great um, story. Like I said, if you have somebody that's missing in your life and family that's missing in your life, um, they will come back. There's hope that they will come back as long as you don't find their remains. Everybody, you know, even when you find their remains, you still found them. But still, we all would like that person to come back in one piece. So don't give up hope. If somebody went missing in your family, you know someone that went missing, don't give up hope that they will come back. Okay. The next article is from HollywoodUnlocked.com. And it says, head of assassinated Haiti president, security taken into police custody. Of course, he was part of the security team. Dimitri Hurd, head of the General Security Unit of the National Palace of Juvenal Moise, had been taken into custody and is being questioned following the Haiti president assassination. Like I said, it's always people in your squad. The next story is from the Jasmine brand, and it says shooting taking place at Galleria Mall in Houston. It says, very alarming news. Sources tell us that a shooting allegedly took place this evening at a Galleria Mall in Houston, Texas. This happened on Friday. So this is old news. So I hope everybody is safe. And I, I hope nobody was um, injured or ultimately um, killed. The next article I found from HollywoodUnlocked.com. Dang, they had a lot of articles I liked. Um, and it says, and this was written by Deja Monet, by the way. Texas man quarantined after contracting monkeypox, first case in the U.S. since 2003. I did not know there was a such thing as monkeypox. <sighs> anyway, a Dallas man is currently under quarantine after he tested positive for monkeypox, the first case in the United States since 2003. After his return from Nigeria, the man was placed under quarantine for disease, but Dallas health officials state the public shouldn't be concerned since it's a rare virus. Monkeypox is similar to smallpox, an infection per an affected person can experience flu-like symptoms along with rash to the face or body. While rare, the case is not a reason for alarm, for alarm, we do not expect any threats to the general public. It is believed the risk of spread of monkeypox via respiratory droplets to others on the plane and in the airport, air, airports is low, said Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins. 
Next article, I'm not giving my opinion on that. This one also from HollywoodUnlocked.com, and this was also written by Deja Monet. Apparently, Deja Monet is finding some good stories for you, girl. It says, school placed teen in isolation for violating dress code by wearing false eyelashes. That's so silly. That's so silly to take away from a child's education. Granted, y'all ain't teaching nothing. But that's so silly to take away from a child education because she eyelashes. Back in my day, it was because my skirt was too short and I had a Coke bottle shape. So now we, 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 we're doing it to little girls because they wear eyelashes. It says a British teen was reportedly placed in isolation after she failed to follow her school dress code by wearing false eyelashes. Angela Jackson recalled the moment her 14-year-old daughter, Chelsea Silk, informed her about the discipline she faced at Royal Wooten Bassett Academy after she wore a pair of false eyelashes. Okay, 14 is too young. Okay, you can wear makeup, but you cannot wear false eyelashes at 14. Matter of fact, at 14, you still got the baby dolls. So, okay, she's still too young, but that's still a stupid reason to send a child home from school. Anyway, um, well, um, according to Baller Alert, Jackson, Baller Alert, Jackson explained that her daughter was placed in isolation and the school staff members stood over the teen until she took the lashes off last Wednesday. Jackson added that she gave her daughter permission to wear eyelashes every day and staff continued to play her, place her in isolation each time. So y'all taking away from her education once again over some stupid eyelashes. That's stupid. What was she going to do? Their eyelashes. Okay, she's preparing to be a star because that's what she's going to be when she grow up, is a star. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, come on. Like, really? We're really we're really doing this to this child? I remember one time, let me tell you this. I got to tell you this story real quick. One time when I was in elementary school, this girl was wearing makeup. And they, the teacher sent her to the bathroom to wash her face. It was weird. I was like, you know, even though their skin is still young and they're still developing, you know, it, 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 to each his own, if her mom gave her permission, you know, that's between her and her mother. You know, uh, um, but sending her home for that is stupid. Back to the story. I got to go back, back to the story. Sorry. Let me finish the story so I can know the whole thing. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, it's stupid. Let me continue. She had never been in there before for anything and has never had detention. I don't see how wearing false eyelashes impact on her schoolwork. I took photographs of her wearing one set of false eyelashes like she does for school and another of her wearing two. It they I accept their wearing two sets will be inappropriate, but I can't see that one set can cause any problem. Okay, so, okay, and they have the picture, so go to HollywoodUnlocked.com to see the picture of the young girl. There's a there's one with her wearing one pair of eyelashes, and then there's one of her wearing two pair of eyelashes. The 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 second the two pair of eyelashes is a little bit too much, but I still wouldn't punish a child for wearing it, or send her to detention, or send her in isolation to make her take them off. Um, but there's nothing wrong with her eyelashes. Um, this is kind of stupid, but I've seen people get in trouble for stupid shit all the time. All right. 
This next article is from BallAlert.com. It says, California doctor faced federal charges for running fake COVID vaccine card scheme. The hell? Y'all Joe ain't the scamming COVID, huh? <laughs> says, California doctor facing federal charges for running fake COVID vaccine card scheme. This was blogged, all, by the way, by Cravage Package Girl, and it says, according to the U.S. Department of Justice, a Northern California licensed naturopathic doctor was arrested on Wednesday for running a fake COVID-19 immunization and vaccine card scheme. I forgot and I, I messed up my card in a rule. We don't call it COVID. We call it the Stephen. Julie A. Mazi, 41, is charged with one count of wire fraud and one count of false health statement. Prosecutors claim she tried to sell fake COVID immunization cards and homeoprophylaxic immunization pellets to make it look like her patient had received a Moderna vaccine. According to the prosecutors, this is the first federal crime and fraud case involving false immunization and vaccine record cards. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Omanako said the defendant allegedly defrauded and endangered the public by preying on fears and spraying information about FDA authorized vaccination, which also caused peddling fake treatment that people put lives at risk. Miss Doctor over here, she knows something about that vaccine, honey. If the doctor don't want to give y'all uh, the shot, something ain't right. I already told that story, but it was another version of, about the um, Haitian president. Another story I found um, on the Instagram page of a celebrity XO. And it says, um, Dirk and India reportedly had shootout with gunmen after attempted home invasion. It says, according to the U.S., according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the rapper and his baby mama, India Cox, were victims of a home invasion and aggravated assault this past Sunday, a little after 5 a.m. Law enforcement tells us several unidentified individuals entered Dirk's home in the Chateau Elaine neighborhood of Brazelton, about an hour outside of Atlanta, and shoot out to ensue. I'm I'm hoping they're all right. I'm happy they're all right, and I'm happy they were able to defend themselves. Um. So. Yeah, that's that's bad. This is crazy. Next story, I have a lot of stories that I saved, but yeah, it's um from BallAlert.com, and it says, woman rescued after leaving note in public restroom that she was being held against her will, suspect arrested. It said, woman rescued after leaving note in public restroom that she was being held against her will, suspect arrested. Okay, so it's in, this was blocked by Pistol Will. Yeah, and it says, a Pennsylvania woman left a note on a Grab paper, hoping someday she would be rescued. An unidentified woman left her first note in a Walmart in Carnegie, which she said she was sexually and physically assaulted by a man who she warned had a knife that was holding her against her will. She urged the reader of the note to call 911 and provide an address. If I don't make it, tell my family I love them. The woman wrote in one of her notes. She had been held captive since May. When authorities first responded to the address, she provided no one came to the door. When they tried the phone call to reach her, a man answered and said she was on a trip to New York. So, wow. That's scary. 
there's been a, a, a rise in um domestic cases lately. So y'all be careful. And some people are using this whole uh panoramica to do stupid things, like hold people against their will and some other dumb, stupid shit because everybody's concerned about something else and not concerned about the fact that you're threatening someone's life. You knew the news I heard last week about a friend of mine and what happened to her. Y'all, mm. a lot of y'all the reason why I'm by myself. I'm by myself. And if being by myself means peace, then so be it. And I'm not saying that every man would do something like that. But I just don't trust y'all and y'all mind, mind at this point these days. This next article is from It's On Site. And it was written by Lockheed McKees. And it says, Chicago rapper Little Kevo fatally shot two weeks after dissing Little Dirk's brother and King Vaughn. Popular Chicago rapper Little Kevo was fatally shot this week after recording the song dissing Little Dirk's deceased brother D-Thang, according to reports. As reported by MTO News, the rapper was ambushed by some of his rivals on July 13th in which they fired 16 shots at him, most of which hit him. Little Kevo was taken to the University of Chicago Medical Center where he was pronounced dead from injuries sustained in the shooting. Prior to his death, Little Kevo released a, released a record, record dissing Little King. Dissing prior to his death, Little Kevo released a recording dissing record dissing King Vaughn and Little Dirk's brother D Thing, who was killed outside of a club in Chicago last month. Diss tracks and gang affiliation has prolonged the hip hop community and has especially and especially in the past month, Little Kevo's death followed the recent murder of aspiring California rapper Indian Red Boy, who was fatally shot on Instagram Live on July the 8th. <sighs> I'm trying to figure out why would you attack the deceased when they can't defend themselves. I, I don't understand that. Um, but, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. It seemed like there was a lot of stuff that happened over the weekend. So, this portion is going to be longer than I expected. I thought it was just going to be five minutes and it wasn't. Um, the next uh, article I did that I found is from Wall Alert. And it says, Joe Biden reportedly thinking about a US intervention in Cuba. Says Cuba is repressing their citizenship, their citizens. Okay, so I did record a podcast stating that Russia, China, and Iran told the US to stay the hell off out of this. Let me continue with this. And this was written by Raquel Harris TV. It says, Joe Biden is reportedly thinking about U.S. intervention in Cuba following growing anti-government protests. On Thursday, Biden said he is thinking about involving the U.S. in Cuba's crackdown on protests breaking out across the country over lack of food and medicine, according to the U.S. News. In addition, Havana is allegedly trying to limit dissenters' communication with one another. During a White House press conference on Thursday, Biden said access to the internet has been cut off in Cuba. They cut off access to the internet. We consider whether we have the technology to reinstate the access. Biden, chill out, friend. They said to leave it alone, okay? Countries with a billion people said to let it go. Let it go. 
Reported shows Cuba has been standing in lines for hours to get essential items needed in the midst of the pandemic. There have also been major spot, spotting with the internet and blackouts during the hot summer in the country. And you know the crazy, the crazy part is, is that we've been having blackouts here, well, personally here and where I stay at. Um, but yeah, uh, I think you're gonna have to let Cuba work itself out, like Russia and Iran and China said. Leave them alone. Um, there are ways of helping them without government intervention. Um, but y'all still pray for the people of Cuba. They're going through it over there. They've been going through it for the past de few past decades. Okay, ever since Fidel Castro was over there. They've been going through it. So y'all pray for them. And if there's ways of helping them without causing a huge stir or without involving the government, do so um, immediately. We want to make sure our Cuban brothers and sisters are getting the food and the medicines that they need. The next article is from BallerAlert.com as well. Ben Crump and Al Sharpton to represent a family of white unarmed teen killed by the police. This was blogged by Cake Up Dripped Out. It says civil rights attorney Ben Crump and Reverend Al Sharpton are representing the family of a white teenager who was gunned down by a police officer last month. Hunter Bertain was shot. I think I did a story about Hunter. Did I? I think I did. Um, but let me refresh you if I didn't do it. It says he was shot to death in the early morning hours of June 23rd by a, no, I didn't report it by a Lenoke County Sheriff Sergeant Michael Davis during a traffic stop during a traffic stop outside of an auto repair shop along Arkansas's Highway 89. Ripertain's car would not shift into park. He he exited his vehicle with a large bright blue plastic bottle of antifreeze to prevent the car from rolling back towards the officer's car. That is when Davis opened fire, striking the young man three times. In early July, Lenoke County Sheriff Joe Stoley announced that Davis had been fired for failing to turn on his body camera until after he already shot the 17-year-old. Why y'all ever arrest these people? He just shot him. Um, I gave my deputies body cameras. I directed them to use the body cameras properly, Stoley stated at the time. So it's good to know that he's getting help, too. Um, another article from Baller Alert. I didn't tell y'all to stay with us like Lanier. I ain't gonna say it again. Y'all stay away from it. Y'all think somebody be playing. This is from Ball Alert. It says, Body of Kentucky Paddleboarder Pulled from Georgia Lake Lanier. This was blogged by Aaron Boogie. The body of a Kentucky man who had been paddleboarding on Georgia Lake Lanier was recovered Friday, according to the Department of Natural Resources. The victims identified as Jeffrey McElfresh was paddleboarding at the lake Around 4.30 p.m., the 55-year-old was not wearing a life jacket while in the water. Officials said that all McElfresh had was a paddle noodle that started to float away from him. He tried to swim after the noodle, got tired, and went under. He surfaced once more before going back under and not resurfacing. McElfresh's body was recovered shortly after by Hall County divers. Lake Lanier had proved to be a deadly spot for water activity. McElfresh's body was recovered just two days after the body of a college basketball player, Dorian Pinson, was pulled from the water. He had been missing since April. 
I tell y'all to leave that damn lake alone. Friend. I had to tell y'all. I don't know why it's so hard for y'all to leave that lake alone. Another article, um, another story I found from It's On Site. It says TMZ celebrity tour bus driver goes on a racist rant called Black Man the N-Word. The contributor to this is Ebony Kiera. I said TMZ had to handle one of their employees due to all do all because he chose violence against a black man calling him the N-word and the accused of recording him on a video on his racist rant. The incident took place Saturday at a gas station in Los Angeles. Now, keep in mind, the actual incident itself wasn't caught on video, but what happened afterwards between the driver and the accuser who called him, who claimed he called him the racial slur, the man posted the encounter on Twitter, this TMZ tour bus driver called me an in, called me an in, black people should avoid using this company. Ooh, TMZ! In the video, you can see the bus driver confirm that he indeed called the man the N-word as the exchange word. You call me an inner, did he call me an inner? Yeah, yeah, the driver repeatedly stated. Yeah, I did. The driver also yelled, touch me, I'll fucking sue your ass. <laughs> well, you didn't think you were going to get dealt with for saying that word. I don't get it. Y'all delusional. The media outlet responded quickly to the incident and claimed the driver had been immediately terminated. Although the driver did not work directly with TMZ, so understand this is not TMZ. This is just some douchebag that worked for them. In an article posted to the company's site, it is said that TMZ tour was not in progress at the time, nor were the passengers on board when the incident happened Saturday morning. The driver was not an employee of TMZ. He worked for exclusive library service. This company owns the but owns the bus, which TMZ leases. The entertainment news outlet also added, we have been in contact with the owner of the bus company who tell us the driver was sweetly fired for his intolerable conduct. This is why you got to be careful what brand you're wearing. You got, you can't be wearing somebody else's brand and think that, and, and think, because people will always see the brand over the fact that they see the person. And of course, people are like, oh, you know, it's TMZ. I can't believe TMZ would hire someone like that, but it wasn't TMZ. It was the, the people that they leased the buses. But to hear that TMZ leases buses is beyond me. Um. So the last case, and this is the last situation that I saw today, the last story I saw today, it bothered me badly. Um. It says, um, the Jasmine brand, this is from the Jasmine brand, it was written by Sharp Patterson, and it says, um, Keisha Cole's mother, Frankie, tragically died of an overdose on her 61st birthday. Um, according to TMZ, Frankie sadly succumbed to an overdose on her 61st birthday. Keisha Cole's brother, Sam, told the site that she overdosed at an Oakland home yesterday, July 18th. She allegedly used drugs while celebrating her birthday in an unfortunate relapse incident. Sam noted that he was trying to help keep Frankie sober and spoke with her daily. He hopes the world will remember her as a woman who loves her children. Um, yeah. So this is why I kind of excuse Keisha Cole's behavior. 
a little bit. I'm not saying it's still is it still okay at the age of 40, but this is how this is why I kind of excuse it. And the reason why I excuse it is because you know you don't know what she's dealing with at home. You don't know what she's dealing with with her mother. Um, and like I said, it's not okay to have a nasty ass attitude. But I excuse it because I don't know what she dealt with. I don't know what kind of situation she was dealing with when her mother passed away. Or I don't know what she was dealing with with helping her mother get sober. So, I mean, you know, people get mad. It's so easy for us to get mad. And it's so easy for us to forget that people are just people. We make mistakes every day. Um, so my heart goes out to her family. Um, I found... So um, something else, and it's from one of her daughters, which is um, one of her daughters, one of Keisha Cole's sisters, Elite, on her Instagram page, and it's from it's on site.com and on her Instagram uh, stories. She said the worst pain ever to see my mama in a body bag on her birthday. Um, she said her heart is broken. So prayers and thoughts go out to Keisha Cole and her family. Um, from the passing of her mother um she she fought hard let's just say this she did fight hard this this is this been an uphill battle with her oh uh, so yeah i'm gonna this is the last story i'm gonna do even though i found another story but i just don't want to do it because i think i want to end with that story i'm gonna just kind of say it so today I'll be honest with y'all. Today, I was going to do Two Pockets Alive. But I don't want to talk about Tupac uh, until September 13th. So I'll push Tupac to... Please forgive me, Pop. I'll push Tupac's um, is a live story back to the date of his death. Or some of y'all like to say alleged death. I want to talk a little bit about what I've been watching all weekend, okay? The only thing that keeps me sane at this point is watching movies. I have steered away from that because of Bego. And um, if I, I got to have my daily intake of a movie, of fictional work, okay? I finished... Um, Loki series. I want to talk about this for a minute. This show was a mess on steroids, <laughs> and it was a mess because it, first and foremost, it makes you question authority, second and foremost, it makes you question. The end all be all. And third and foremost, can we just say it was lit that they kind of made the guy who was God black. <laughs> and on top of that, he had a sense of humor. And it was just like, this show was everywhere, but Loki is everywhere. So... I want to talk about this for a minute and I want to talk about the thing that that got me going for a minute got my conspiracy theories grinding uh was the fact that they call 
the criminals in this world, variants. And the, the crazy part is about that is that the name of the new more dangerous strand of the Steven is called Delta variant. That stood out to me. That that stood out to me. But I want to talk about it. I want to give my review a little bit on the Loki show. And like I said, um, you know, something been telling me to wait until I should have did it on June the 16th. Cause I did come on here and say happy birthday to Tupac, but not, I didn't think of it, but I will be doing um Tupac is alive on his death date. So Today, I'm just going to freestyle it, <laughs> and we're going to talk about what I've been watching. So, it's going to be Movie Monday, TV Series Monday, all that, all that. So, we're going to start with Loki. Loki fell in love with himself, and that is a complete narcissist. That's narcissistic. And then Loki fucks himself over. <laughs> All right, so the show starts off with what happened is Loki, y'all know they went back in time uh, to fix some things in the last Infinity War, okay, which was Endgame, Infinity War Endgame. If you have not watched Infinity War Endgame, you will understand where the part plays a part. Um, and the part where Loki escapes with the tesseract tesseract did i say tesseract right tesseract is the part where captain america is creating a ruse to get the tesseract from the avengers and loki is held as a criminal so loki get the tesseract he escapes he goes to some asian country i'm not sure if it's mongolia um philippines to me it looked like it was mongolia he goes to Mongolia, and then these group of people who are armed get his ass, you know. They come through. They say, you disrupt the time, the time loop. He like, uh-uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. So he is taken into custody. He's arrested, and he has a trial. He goes to trial with the judge. The judge finds him guilty and he's like, wait a minute, I'm not guilty. And what's the difference between what I did versus what the Avengers are doing? And she said the Avengers did what they were supposed to do, which that part got to me because I was like, wait a minute, y'all ain't gonna get the Avengers for going back in time and getting all the time stones to kill Thanos or nothing. But apparently that was part of the plan. So they but she told him what he did he wasn't supposed to do. And she was like, he's like, what? What am I supposed to do? You weren't getting supposed to get the Tesseract and, and get away. You're supposed to be punished for your crimes on Asgard. Which that that's what happened, you know. What happened was he was arrested and he was gonna be taken to Asgard and tried by his 
father and his brother. He's like, well, you didn't let that happen. You escaped with the Tesseract. And we're like, uh-uh, you done messed up the time stream, friend. So he's like, okay. So they're trying to figure out what, what he's going to do, what his plans are or whatever. And they sort of get, they show him a time loop of what he's done and what he was doing and why he was doing it. And it was one thing that he showed, they showed with him. It was there from Thor and Heimdall to um, go on an airplane and say you have a bomb and then escape with some money. And that was the part where they basically said that Loki was D.B. Cooper. <laughs> if you don't know who D.B. Cooper is, I was supposed to do a podcast on him. But um, I think I've done enough stories that BuzzFeed has done. So if you want to look at the story about D.B. Cooper and what happened with D.B. Cooper, watch BuzzFeed YouTube videos. They tell you who D.B. Cooper is. I thought that was funny. That was a that was funny to me because it was comedy and it kind of explained who D.B. Cooper was, which is nowhere in the world this man was from this planet with what he did. Okay. He did exactly what Loki did in the movie. <laughs> I mean in the TV show. They go throughout his life, and what happened was um they get distracted because they're trying to figure out why a certain version of him would do what they're doing um and what happened was he look at his timeline and see what happened what what happens to him and he finds out that he dies at the hand of thanos and that makes him emotional and that hurts his little a lucky feelings and he's like nah i can't i'm not with this no 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 Mm-mm. no and so then he starts to realize the meaning of life and he starts to question his meaning of life. He also goes and see, goes back and because he showed him uh, what happened to his mother, uh, what happened to Freya. And that also made him rethink his life as well as a person. And he was like, okay, you know what? I may have not done this yet or this may not have happened. And so basically they got him from 2012, basically. But I need to rethink some of the schemes I have going on. Um, and so in the show, they try to find a variant diversion of him. And they find out it was a woman. Okay, let me talk about this for a minute. I want to talk about this and how important it is. Time, uh, the time screen stream and how to keep a time screen stream from messing up. Because... Um, that was the point of the TVA. But the TVA agents don't remember who they are and where they're from. And they found out in the TV series by the female Loki that they had an actual life before they started working for the TVA. Let me tell y'all something. This show, the one question I had after watching this show is, are they the reason why Wanda, why Black, why, why the uh, Scarlet Witch 
did what she did? Or is the Scarlet Witch behind this happening? We know that the times the time stream is messed up, but they think it's Loki. But what did we find out in the end? It was because of the Black, I mean, the Scarlet Witch. I don't know why I keep saying Black Widow. Because of the Scarlet Witch. And that's the whole thing I was thinking when I was looking at this. Um, I would definitely say y'all need to watch the show. It's only six episodes, so it doesn't hurt to watch six episodes, but they're pretty long. The one, the one thing... I will tell you the scenery that got me, but it bothered me because it was destroyed, was Lamentis. Lamentis was beautiful. That was a very beautiful planet. Um, but the show was good. Now it's, of course, chaos because of the Wonder Logies. So y'all should watch um, Loki. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's a good show. It's great. Another thing I watched this weekend, I finished the Fear Street trilogy, which I heard that there was going to be a part four, allegedly. This show brought up some feelings that I didn't think I was going to have. Uh, it, it bothered me because the town is cursed. The Council of Shadyvale is cursed by this witch, Sarah Fears. And they find out in the end that it's not her. That is one citizen in the town who sold his soul to the devil. And his family has been doing it for generation after generation after generation to keep the town of Shadyvale cursed. Why the other place is prosperous and they're doing good. And have you ever wondered why... Things like that happen. The one thing, the one thing that bothered me was because they prosecuted the girl because she found out, you know, who was doing all these things. But the other thing that bothers me is that this sounds like what they do to black neighborhoods in the past. Okay, you know, y'all know black neighborhoods, a lot of black neighborhoods, some black neighborhoods they have, and some people who have black neighborhoods, they were prosperous neighborhoods and then all of a sudden they become ghettos and it makes you wonder why some people are living great and why other people are not living great and it just makes you wonder who sold their soul to the devil to make sure that the other town stay prosperous and it's, it's crazy it's because everything was built on a lie and that's what the theme of all these shows are is that everything is built on a lie Everybody's doing things, working and doing things based off of the biggest lie ever told ever. People who work for the TVA think they are securing the time stream and keeping one time stream. When the truth of the matter is, <clears throat> they're varying themselves and they're being punished for something they did and they don't know what they did. It's the same thing with the Fear Street. The town of Shadyvale is being treated as such and worse and bad and cursed because somebody wants to keep their neck of the woods perfect. Perfect little suburbia. So it's crazy how the theme of everything is based on a lie. It's based on someone 
and something hiding the truth just to keep things the way they want to keep it. That seems to be the history of America. It seems like y'all are making decisions as governments to not talk about racial issues and to stop talking about racial issues and getting rid of programs that talk about the history of slavery in this country and how the oppression of black people has been going on for centuries. I didn't want it to go there, but it went there. <laughs> but it's true. We have been basing everything off the lie. Everything from the founding of this country, everything from how Britain is. We have always felt, have you noticed a theme in life that the enemy was England, Great Britain, and America was the good guys? But if America was so good, why you continue to act of slavery? If America was so good, why do you continue to murder millions of Native Americans? All to cover up a lie. Y'all getting more and more like that these days, covering up lies. The theme of both these shows show that big systems, big, big systems, big governments, big corporations are working hard to cover up a lie. And we're all still sitting up here mindlessly working, not thinking about what harm we are causing to not only ourselves, but to our family, to our spouses, to our children, to our mothers, to our fathers, to our grandchildren, because we are trying to keep a lie because we're trying to keep the peace. I told y'all I didn't plan this podcast. It just came about. But that's what this is all about. Y'all continue to do work. Y'all continue to do things. I mean, look at this doctor who was sitting up here forging papers to keep people from taking the vaccine. What's wrong with the vaccine? Why the doctor is trying to keep people from taking it? And yes, she is a white woman. Well, she looked like a white woman. She could be a light-skinned black woman with green eyes. I don't know. I can't tell. Um, But it, yeah, it was a woman in California. She's a doctor. What is in the vaccine that she don't approve of for her to forge documents to make it seem like people are getting the vaccination? What does she know that we don't know and what's going to happen to her? And I think I would suggest y'all look out for that doctor to see what happened to her. Because if she mysteriously end up dead, then we all know why. We don't like the truth. We say we like the truth, but we don't like the truth. But the one way to get the truth and to make sure the truth stay out there is to stay, is the truth stay out there. The one thing we need to do is we got to first get uncomfortable and see the reality. Because one part of going through the truth is getting uncomfortable and seeing the reality. But we don't want to do that because we're scared. And that's why the TVA was able to, th to, th to thrive. And that's why the town, the other town, I forgot what the town was. I think it was uh, something else was able to thrive because of that. People are too scared to uncover the truth. With that being said, I hope you guys had a lovely weekend and a lovely day. I didn't know I was going to end up saying that. I didn't know that was going to end up being part of my podcast, but that was the theme of both these shows. You got to get uncomfortable in order to live in the truth.
Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is My Mind Emporium. I am so outie.